selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Celebrity Book Club. Amanda, Amanda, Midisomer, Midisomer. Why did you kill such a beautiful American girl? Amanda, Amanda, why are you so horny? Amanda Knox, Foxy Knox. Why are you so turned on by the movie Amalie? Why did it make you want to kill a beautiful little girl with perfect breasts? Amanda, Amanda, why are you such a sucker always buying thongs in the piazza while you're always making out in the piazza and murdering America? British girls. Amanda, you dirty, disgusting Americano murderista villainess, uh, maitress. Uh, why do your nipples get so hard when you see a knife? Mother, mother, why don't you go to the club uh, and kill someone and, and you wear hoodies and your little tank tops while you're seducing our beautiful Italian man? Amanda, when you come, it's an orgasmo and the all the orgasm is the blood of the people that you killed gushing out of your Put vagina. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Say it loud and proud Celebrity Book Club Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo Hey, Hey, best friend! friend! Ah! 
It's so good to see it's you. It's so good to see you. I miss you. I miss you. Literally, what have you been up to? How are you? How are your parents? <sighs> um, as I mentioned, I have a sty, so yeah. things aren't going well. No. And your sty, but you know what? I think you can, how you can play off your sty. I think it's kind of, it's been so like rainy and folklore. I think you can be like a little more like, oh, sorry, I was crying. It's nothing. Yeah, I know. Actually, I've been journaling so much and looking inward so, so, so deeply that it's actually bringing out a ton of emotions and repressed trauma, which is making me cry a lot only in one eye. And that is <laughs> well, maybe it's there's toxins. <laughs> yes. Well, I wonder if it's a plant based diet and your toxins are releasing. Oh, my God. Maybe that's it. So as our listeners may know um, from last week's episode, I did start the plant based diet. And now I'm on sort of day eight of Mayor Eric Adams' plant based diet. <laughs> day eight. Here we go. And yeah, so as sort of day six turned into seven, this diet appeared. And maybe it is just the toxins finally expelling. It's like all of that beef jerky. Is, the beef jerky and the. the uh, on the um, walls of my intestine is finally coming up from my eye. I wonder if it's like when you went on Accutane, not to be so better help right now and mm. bring this up. Right. But like how the acne actually got worse yes, first. It's it like better. getting out all the zits you'll ever have. Right. I'm getting out all the toxins. And the style, it's it's all those cured meats. It's the sopraceta. It's the mozzarella. It's a little cappuccino. The whole milk is the cappuccino. Parmigiano. Reggiano. Si, si, si. like the cheese. Oh, and you say, oh, you get to a restaurant and you say, oh, I want the charcuterie because I'm like fancy American girl who I'm knows a, the charcuterie. I'm an American girl and study abroad and then I want a little tiny cortado and then mm. a tiny, even tinier cappuccino and then an even tinier Italian dick to suck on. I'm so sorry about your sigh and your sty. Thank you. And maybe you should seek some better help. <laughs> I will say, not to overshare, but my um, movements have been a lot less painful. I'm actually really happy to hear that. And again, <laughs> and, not to, let's just, yeah, let's go there. I mean, I know you have struggled. I would say like there's been a weekly occurrence for the past mm, 10 years where I'm in a Barnes and Noble and all hell's about to break loose. And that happens, yeah, uh, in every time I go into the borough of Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. And that just hasn't happened this week. And now I'm realizing it might be all the XL Dunkin' Donuts ice that are basically a gallon of whole milk with a little bit of coffee. Yeah, when uh, I wouldn't call myself a doctor, but just sometimes I see you with a full Caputo-sized <laughs> iced Dunkin', and it's, yeah, it's just milk. They start, when you get nice coffee, like, it's even more than, like, they recommended for children in the 50s to drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, moo, moo. <laughs> Today's iced coffee would kill a child in yeah. 1953. <laughs> so as I do consider uh, reintegrating animal products back into my diet at some point, mm-hmm. I may do less dairy. Like do dairy when kind of there's a reason for it. Right. Such as a beautiful parmigiano or a carbonara. A mozzarella. <laughs> um, before we get into one of my favorite books that, you've ever that read, I've same. ever read, uh, we're about to do a book, Edge of Your Seat, that has to do with Italy. And I have crazy Italian news about myself and my family that I haven't told you and I need to tell our listeners. Oh, my God. My jaw is already on the floor. (laughs) It's probably the best news I've ever gotten in my entire life. I get an email from my father's cousin. Okay. And she just says, did your your nanny or your nona ever tell you the story? 
because I always thought my grandma was from Palermo. Si. Si. But she's actually from a small town outside of Palermo. The town of Corleone. <gasps> Donna Corleone. Don Corleone. Where in The Godfather, their last name is Corleone because they're all from Corleone. And supposedly Mario Puzo himself interviewed my grandmother uh, about no. Corleone uh, when no, he was writing uh, The Godfather. Uh, no, yes. no, uh, no, it's a miracle, <laughs> it's a miracle de Dio, it's so beautiful, bellissima, bellissima, bellissima. This is your dream. This is my dream. So the Godfather is based off my family. Wow. Supposedly. Wow. Yeah. That's so fucking cool, dude. How fucking epic. Turns out, yeah, I'm still whew, just getting used to this information. Well, okay. Well, I'm calling the police. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't trust you. And actually, there is no statute of limitations on murder. <laughs> and in her email, she was so like, all the people that knew the story are now passed. And she was like, is it true? Or it will just be a family legend forever. She did not say that in this email. She yes. literally was. <laughs> she was like, is it literally was like I, XO gossip, gossiping the girl. I feel like she's really st- trying to start your like under the Tuscan sun arc of just yes, being like. going to you the go town. To Italy to, and like it's so Kristen Cavallari like going to discover her Demi. like relatives. <laughs> but also meet a jeweler so she can make Demi fine bracelets. And I'm like also going there and just like meet a screen printer to make t-shirts. <laughs> to make Demi fine tees. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at Demi findies, but no full fantasy of me like clocking in this town and like everyone's kids are really scared look <laughs> on their face when I'm uh, I'm checking in. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no it's like so many nonas like shut these <laughs> shutters, <laughs> like closing the door. Go like, in, go in now. No, no, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Italy, <laughs> speaking of Italia, Italia and murder and suspicion and accusation and sexuality and women and, and Harry Potter and Harry Potter and Amalie and the devil. Uh, we read an incredible An-ec- book. Incredibilissimo. None other than, <laughs> then, than proved innocent. The princess of Perugia, Foxy Noxy, Seattle Sultress, Amanda Knox, <laughs> <laughs> and her book, Waiting to be Heard. A oh, memoir. and we heard her. Oh, oh she we, she waited, and we heard. We heard all what eight hundred pages. <laughs> okay, of so this but one? my so my book is large print for oh, some reason. I, okay, so yes, it is. 593 pages but it's i think it's for older folks. older folk because i listened on audio and it was gonna go ahead and was 16 hours <laughs> <laughs> that i just kind of did over the course of well some you know time. what she spent about 3978 hours in prison Three thousand hundred was like minutes. 1200 days or something so it was kind of it's like to honor to honor the time you can make that commitment. To make the commitment to this book. Okay, so let's just get for into the, it. For those of you who don't know, Amanda Knox was convicted of murdering her study abroad roommate in the town of Italy in 2007. Perugia. She is from Seattle, Washington. She <laughs> is, you know, just a good old American girl um, who's... You know, pretty theater camp. She's, and she's extremely nerdy in theater and REI and Harry Potter and D-list. Literally the most D-list. To quote my girlfriend, she said, the only thing Amanda Knox is guilty of is being the dorkiest person to, like, ever live. She is incredibly dorky. 
she's like what Anna Kendrick thinks she is. Literally, but Anna Kendrick's actually like so much more like socially adept than her and like can go to like an event, whereas like Amitha Knox is literally just being like, oh, we, I'm weird, I'm awkward, and like saying I'm awkward. Saying and, I'm awkward, like is being like, uh, mm, I'm so weird. Me and my friends, we just do impressions and we're like so weird. I'm like, we do theater and just like I make collages and just like, sorry, I like Harry Potter. Like, I'm weird. She convinces her parents as a, you know, a young University of Washington student to study abroad in Perugia. And she says, and you know, and it's a hard commitment because her parents are divorced. Child of divorce. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you know her so you parents gotta ask for everything twice. very early. Yeah. And she really goes into kind of the details of their divorce. She goes to Italy. She has this roommate, Meredith. They actually get along pretty well. Oh, yeah. And let's just say, like, you know, she gets to... She is being pretty gung-ho and um, independent about the whole thing. And you'll see this kind of bites her in the ass. But she, like, you know, she doesn't get student housing. She, like, goes to the campus, like, a month before classes start in Perugia. And she looks for an apartment. She looks for an apartment, And she, like, sees this random Italian girl. She's like, do you know where I can live? And she's being so, like, bumbling tourist with passport and, like, camera. The whole thing feels like it... It's so that Amanda Bynes... I was about to say that Princess and Me movie or whatever where it's, like... What a girl wants. Slash, it's also... Um, the Roman holiday update with Hilary Duff and my favorite movie, Chasing Liberty, yeah, with Chasing Mandy Liberty Moore. Yeah, Chasing Liberty Moore, that, where she's just like, f- and also like, just imagine her like, ultimate kind of like, C-list girl in 2001. Like, she's in flares and, and like a, a hoodie. And a neck and a hoodie. And like a messenger bag and like, has she has like, had a boyfriend, like she has had sex. The other thing is like, Amanda Knox in the media was portrayed as like really like this like horny seductress. Here's the thing: it's like she actually is like a horny theater nerd. Yes, her horniness is so different than I mean the horniness than what yes. they portrayed her. And has. that's why the the story is so insane. So like she was this media sensation for months and months and months. This case was like got like so much global attention and. The, the police, like, made up this absolutely insane story that she and her boyfriend of a week had had done this triple... Crazy this triple three, three-way rape murder with this random guy she had met once and that they, like, he was raping her roommate and then they were like... And they just got so turned on that her and her, like, nerdy Sailor Moon boyfriend decided to join in and murder her. And murder. And that the reason why they murdered her is because, like, she wouldn't do the freaky sex act that they wanted her to do was, like, the Italian police's theory. And they were... And that it was, like, the night started off and they were all watching Harry Potter... Torrented Harry Potter on a Dell <laughs> laptop. And then just, like, they were got all so horny and, like, had costumes and just, like, she didn't want to, like, have a freaky threesome. So they were like, you know what, bitch? We're gonna murder you. And what's insane is the entire Italian public and much of the global public, although I feel like the tide really started to turn against, like, the Americans started to believe, like, this was ridiculous, like, for the entire duration of the trial. Which is multiple years. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember when I first, do you remember when the story first broke? I remember reading, <laughs> reading a description of it, and I was like, "Oh, you, you I was so ready to like also just believe it." Well, of course, because, because it was you such... want to believe a story, and it was sensational. You're like, st- "Wait!" And you looked at the photos, and you're kind of like, 
wait, this like Celis brunette like had like a crazy Harry Potter threesome? At first it felt like it was good was... PR for America. We were like, yes, that's right. We do go to Italy and like <laughs> fuck. fuck. And kill. We fucking <laughs> kill. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, Italians, you're spo-. And then like more of the stories came where the like, well, and the, the British tabloids are also very much to blame. But not only the Well, because they tablets. have like the richest history of tabloid insanity right. and it was the perfect mixture because also the Briti- the victim was British, Meredith Kirshner. Kirshner? Kirshner. She was from Leeds, darling. Right. So she was British and, you know, the media built up that Amanda, they kept on calling her Canucks, which I found so funny. Well, oh, um, well the Italian guards were because yeah, they, they like, couldn't oh, pronounce Canucks. it. They were like, Canucks, Canucks, uh, whenever they were like, let her out of her cell. Um, it's funny because in the audio, like, um, it's, re- it's read by Amanda mm. and she does like because she went there to learn Italian oh, wait, yeah, so I, she's wait, like I'm literally kind of... like doing her Italian she's wait like, I really want to hear her Italian so she's being so like it is like mm, it's, it's like nerdy girl sexy a little bit it's like it's her <laughs> just being so like and then we went to the cultura and she's always been like and then we went to the piazza and then we went to Le Chic and <laughs> Raphael grew up in Pugliese and Milano <laughs> and you're like oh behave oh behave when you're just like oh girl you can murder me any day <laughs> she said the word cultura so many times oh does that is that the word that's that like says the prison right I feel because in I think it means the way it's like, spelled is like quest, I think it questura means, or something but yes I think it means the commissary in prison or the, somewhere the, in... The Questura. It's like yes. on every page. Yeah. Yes. And she's always been... And then we went to the Cultura. I think that means the police station. Yeah. Or it was like a center Because in... I feel like she was there a lot of the beginning during the investigation, but then when they moved to the Campagna... Yeah, Campagna. Uh, she was like more in prison boots. Okay. Anyway, but back to the, the tabloid. So they... It was also just beyond perfect too because it's like she had this Italian boyfriend that's also like this American dream of a yes. girl yes. going and getting a sexy Italian boyfriend meanwhile in reality this guy was like also pretty D-list and she's like when she's talking about their early dating she's like he would sit at his desk and roll a joint and tell me about how he loved Sailor Moon in high school and then I would tell him how like I loved like watching just like also like Taylor okay. Moon. <laughs> I, this, this part really illustrates their insanely delist like nerdy bisexual techie like theater <laughs> camp like horny but insanely dorky relationship. He was 23 from Bari in southern Italy and three weeks away from getting his degree in computer science. I'm moving to Milan in the new year, he said. I'm hoping to get a job designing video games. <laughs> we learned we had a third language in common, German. When I told him I'd studied Japanese in high school, he said he loved Sailor Moon, a Japanese comic book about girls with magic powers fighting evil. The TV series it spawned had been my favorite when I was younger. I was surprised by how childish his comic book interest was, but I thought his willingness to admit that was endearing. The marijuana was starting to kick in. You know what makes me laugh? I asked. Making faces. (laughs) See? I I crossed my eyes and puffed out my cheeks. You try it. (laughs) Okay. He stuck out his tongue and scrunched up his eyebrow. And then, like, that is their romance. They're always just, like, cuddling and making faces. No, her, so she is, like... It's so innocent. No, she <laughs> defines, like, she's British accent girl. She's making faces. At one point, like, later when she's in prison and, like, she finally has some more friends in prison, one girl, one, like, older prisoner, like, calls her, like, Amanda time or something like that. And, like, 
like has a code word for when you're, she's like you're doing too many impressions and being like too weird <laughs> are you yeah, like you need to calm down she was like yeah because i would just like get like really crazy and start doing impressions and like start being so weird and making faces that like ah! and it's so funny because it's like it's such an obvious like disconnect where it's like that girl could never be like the crazy villainous girl but like italy just like doesn't have references for that and they're like this insanely <laughs> no. medieval catholic country <laughs> yeah. and so they're just like she's the woman uh and- she's a sorceress yeah so she wears a tank top from American Eagle. <laughs> like, so she is too sexy. Yeah. She is exuding too much violent sexuality. Yeah, we cannot understand it. And well, I guess what to define, like, what's also so bisexual techie girls, like, she really gives you the details of her, like, sexuality background of just, like, making out with some guys in high school and, like, did have casual sex. I loved how honest she was about everything i mean it's a diary but yeah right but she's like so she's like yeah i did to really like illustrate how her and Raphael were committed she tells you like how she like slept with a few guys in italy before and how like bad she felt because the media portrayed her as this like huge slut and she was like no i literally like did not like having casual sex and i had like one boyfriend in seattle that was long distance and he had a mohawk that was like kilt. so <laughs> had a kilt and he was like okay. so weird and we were so weird together okay well, what was what i found weird was that yeah. they were still skyping when she was in Bruges in the first month so you're like bitch you're cheating on well because she i just i feel like Raphael was also or some one of the other guys she slept with at one point was just kind of like it's kind of random that you're like still always skyping with your I think she was like, and then but her, I mean, I, I feel like her that's friend also so was like, "Are you guys going to get back together?" And she was like, "I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> There's always that girl, and I, I feel like there that is, is a, yes, that's, freshman it's year, so freshman year. that like is a little bit alt and is like, okay, you guys, actually, I'm gonna go Skype with my boyfriend. You're kind of like, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're no, really you're real. holding on to this you're doing that come yeah, on come like on. we're like, in italia we're italia then, we're a freshman but then so she is being like again very gung-ho i'll say it again <laughs> gung-ho knocks yeah. so she like sleeps with this one guy when they're on the train to perugia like out of some random hotel and they like have a pizza together and like her sister is like mm, I'm gonna like, go up to the room you guys are being like so flirty and she's like it's so crazy we literally had nothing in common he was like a jo- oh he like she was like what kind of music do you like and he was like I don't know but I like the club and she was like mm, okay like do you like movies do you like shows and then he just like fucked her <laughs> but she's always been so like nerdy about it when she's just like we were fooling around pretty heavily. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was tons of making out and kissing necks <laughs> and other sort of making out. Then she fucks the coffee shop guy who she's like flirting with like for a week and she like goes back to his house and he sounds so Italian and his like mom is also there oh, yeah. and he's like, do you want to watch a movie under the covers? Yeah. <laughs> his mom is like, what do you guys want for dinner? <laughs> and then she has sex with that one other guy when they do go to the club and it's like, I feel like it's Meredith's British friends are in town and they're all like randomly at the club. And I was really, where I was thrown as someone who's never gone abroad but mm. has gone to college. Yeah. <laughs> I was just really thrown into you, it. I, yeah, you did a domestic I program. I did domestic abroad to <laughs> Chicago. Um, that I would say really first month of college when you're with like a group of 11 at a hookah bar. <laughs> yeah. Like this whole book it's, is that vibe. Is and then, and you're like, 
okay. And everyone's like, yeah, no, it's going to be 11 of us. Well, because that's what people don't understand about study abroad is the first month study abroad, it's kind of the same as the first month domestic. And we're making that aware for our listeners. Yeah, and I want to raise awareness to this idea because (laughs) it's like you are going to be friends with really random people. You're going to be really close with them. You're going to hookah with 11 people. And like, yeah, it's like I went to Oktoberfest with just like, you know, am I close with those five people anymore? Not so much. Like I went to Brussels with like another four guys and it's like, no, we don't speak anymore. But at the time we were just like having so many heart to hearts and just like doing so much Belgian hookah. Was it one of the best nights of your life? Of Absolutely. Course. Of course. It's about being in the moment. And she really embraced the moment, moved in with these two random older Italian ladies and then this younger British girl. And then also got a job at Le Chic. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find the cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess. You stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. So let's talk about the chic for a second, because this is where things No, yeah, this turn. is where things start to go down so, for her. So Chic is a club in Perugia that sounds like possibly one of the creepiest clubs ever. so like, creepy. Ever. Okay, but I will say, like as someone of emptiest dance floor. Europe experience, this sounds like every single European city has a gay bar like this. It's like kind of small and down, mm. and there's like eight high tops and there's always like a weird cheap like Spencer's <laughs> gifts like disco light happening and there's yes. an empty dance floor and the music is so loud and it's completely empty and you're getting like a vodka soda and it's like nine euro and you're kind of like 
okay and like hoping people come to dance so she gets a job basically like barking and handing out flyers every drink comes like pre-roofing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's like everyone's getting roofed at the bar that job to me i was like that's such i feel like a mean job at 23 do you remember though when like one day I went with like a crew of people just like asking i feel like for a renewable energy at an apartment in sheepshead bay in the middle of the winter no, but that's sad. <laughs> so sad. And at the end, I was like freezing. And they were like, "It's um." So you got the job, and I was like, "I'm never doing this." Oh, wait, you didn't realize that it was like an audition. <laughs> no, I knew it was an audition, but that I was like, "Oh, this is a yeah." Scam. No, I mean, and you were also doing. I mean, you were like casting, recruiting, because you never actually did any like longitudinal studies for medications, did you? You just made a movie about those people. Yes, it's much more like all of the casting I've done is like truly just going out to people on the street just and like handing out flyers that just say like, hey, like I went to a fecal, uh, no, 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 a gastric bypass informational session Mm. (laughs) at Mount Sinai (laughs) to recruit for obese people. Who might want a fecal metal transplant. Plant and be filmed. Okay. Yeah. This is really gross, Lily. You're really, really twisted. Anyway, a little different than handing up flyers. But, but I do feel like it is so flyer girl to be like wrongly accused of murder. It's just like you're kind of putting yourself in these situations. And like I, I'm you know, and I'm so like proud of her for doing that and trying to like take charge of her study abroad experience. But it's a little bit just like, that's a scam job. And you need to know that that's a scam job. Like, I was thinking about you. Because that's a scam job in America, too, you know? I was thinking about you abroad and, like, would you have gotten accused of murder in kind of a scenario scenario like this? You know, I I kept, like, relating to her, obviously, at the beginning because she was like, I don't want to leave. I want to, like, be a part of this murder investigation. And I was like, I totally get that and wanting to be like, yes, like... I, I'm not just going to, like, abandon this situation. Like, my roommate was murdered. I want to help people figure it out. Maybe it could be useful. Because they're, they're, in the beginning, she doesn't realize when Meredith is murdered, she doesn't realize, like, she is, is the suspect. So, so she keeps on, like, going to the police and, like, giving them information and, like, telling them this whole story about how, like, Raphael's, like, fridge started leaking and they were, like, cooking this fish. I know, it's, like, completely unnecessary. It's, like, that (laughs) did happen, but it's, like, you don't need to be telling the police this, and, like, you don't need to be so showing up and being, like, I'm just, like, a skimpy, innocent, like, naughty American girl who (laughs) you, like, want to do the crime. It's, like, she wasn't putting that together, and, like, she says, like, I can't believe I was so naive, I can't believe I was so naive. I do feel like I would be a lot more sus of the police than her yes. and would not be like cooperating with them because like I've had bad experiences with the police and also but I, I mean think, back then but I feel like because that time you, when you yeah. went to London no okay you're so right and and I lit, and I did get deported yeah and they were like what are you here for and you're like I think journalism I want to teach piano I want to <laughs> write a book I want to work for the London like spectator and they were like do go home you don't have a work visa bye and they sent you instantly back home <sighs> the way that I am Amanda Knox because <laughs> I was being so naive I was just like no like you can just like talk to like the UK home office like they're nice people <laughs> yeah. and they ultimately did put me in an interrogation cell and it was just like me and six other Muslims and like it was just this guy like across the table from me just being like you said you wanted to work <laughs> and I was like call I Hillary Clinton <laughs> and you're like I don't know I went to NYU I'm supposed to get a job in media studies <laughs> Hillary Clinton will answer I swear Ultimately, Martha Coakley maybe 
Neither Hillary nor Martha picked up the phone. They did march me through Heathrow with my wrists bound in a, in a, in a twisty tie. Absolute Canucks vibes. <laughs> yeah. And then I was sent on a plane back to not New York City, but Washington, D.C., where I spent a week in hiding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your family couldn't find you. I was ashamed. It was the shame. You couldn't go back home. So, yes, maybe I would have, like, stupidly stayed and been so, like, flouncy, flirty in my, like, skinny, like, cheap Mondays. <laughs> right, like, Converse. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe he got murdered. <laughs> she is so, like, purple or, like, maroon Converse to me. Oh, like, a weird absolutely. color. Absolutely. Like, not a punk color. She's like, these are... Hello, dope. These maroon <laughs> converse. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I would even say lavender. Yes, even, which is starting to get into just like cheesy girl territory. But it's like she's on the borderline. That's why I think purple is right. Yeah, I think it's more purple because that's like the bisexual color. Um, <laughs> there's this, and the media really, really clung on. So in between, when she hasn't been like fully accused yet, the apartment is a murder scene. Right. So she can't go in. So her and Raphael go shopping for clothes. Because she literally has no underwear. So she goes to this random ass store in the piazza. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember seeing the tabloids all about this, about how like she had already murdered and that she went and her and Raphael went to go buy like sex, more sexy clothes. (laughs) Like celebratory murder (laughs) lingerie. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely insane. But of course, you're reading the story. You're like, wow, no. this bitch is insane. I'm obsessed yeah, with I, her. I was just like, fuck yes. I love Amanda Knox. Like, She's buying like crazy, cheap, slutty, like red lingerie after murdering this girl. Like, And this is also what's so nerdy about it. Because like nerdy girl doesn't even know that you like can go to like the random supermarket that's like kind of outside of the city center to get underwear in an European village. It's like she's actually just going to like the weird store that nobody shops at, that like literally no one shops at that just has like <laughs> yeah. five weird tankinis. And then of course they were photographed like making out outside of the store and she was like, those were kisses of comfort. And they were. And, and they I, were. And when yeah. you, because, so have you seen the documentary on Netflix? So, aha, uh, but like, actually, it was years about ago, yeah. years ago. And what I really took away from that was they're so messy. Right. Over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The police, the I messiness. mean, messy. No, I mean, Italy is literally known for being like the sloppiest country. <laughs> Most confused because they're just like two pasta pizza and just are like, oh, I don't need a glove. They don't. So, it's, like, it's like the, the trains are like, you normally like two and a half hours late or <laughs> they don't ride at all. And not to mention the fact that it's like so Catholic and medieval and everyone is just right, like. Right, they're like slut whore. Slut whore, slut whore. But it's like the whole documentary is just like they're trampling all over the crime no, scene for they, months. The video is what the video of the police looking at the apartment is one of the craziest, messiest things you've ever seen. Like it's almost like jackass level, like they're, the show. Like there are no gloves. They're walking over everything. They're touching every piece of evidence with their own with their like, own bare, bare hands, hands and like moving stuff around and like picking it up and, and like, going <laughs> back and forth and back and forth. And then of course it's like the oldest, most conservative like Italian prosecutor just being so like <laughs> we found her DNA everywhere and it's like well she lived there (laughs) (laughs) babe (laughs) she lived there and her dna like wasn't in the room which is also so like just kind of classic like weird roommates are not actually that close to thing where it's like they weren't actually really hanging out that much no and when i watched that documentary i have to say i felt like a fucking fool oh for believing for believing all the tabloids and i was 
Well, I think, you know, it, it was a different time. And I will say, you know, over the past 10 years, I think, you know, mainstream our media... Our vision of police Our vision of police has really changed. changed. I think globally, domestically. Policia, policia. And I think just the average person now has so much more suspicion of the police. And we understand that, like, not just, like, in every possible case, the police are going to try to just find people guilty. And they're just going to try to twist the evidence to fit their version of the crime. And like whether it's in like a murder trial or if it's just like police like pulling some random person over, like we know that this is how they operate. That they're bullies. And it's kind of like this story is... And the is... exception to that is actually like the rare thing, not the reverse. No, she says a wild statistic. 95%, I think, of it was like Italian... Like murders, they're all like proven guilty because <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're all just being like, uh, mm, mm, absolutely guilty. It's, it's literally 1352 over yeah. there, and they're just being like, oh, her hair is a darker color, burn her. Probably, except if you're in with certain families in the village exactly. of Corleone, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then the judge little lets you judge. off with a little smack <laughs> on the behind. You're a bad, bad <laughs> yeah. boy, <laughs> just getting a little bit into Austin Powers yeah, there. Okay. <laughs> okay, so basically, Meredith gets well, this... brutally murdered. Oh, sorry, go on. I just, <laughs> she, Meredith gets brutally murdered. I just thought of another absolutely wild thing that the police does that felt like fully law and order or like an NCIS thing that they pull is that they just tell her that she's HIV positive. That was so that crazy. Was, I didn't even know that part. And they're no. just like, Amanda, we have something to tell you. You have HIV. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> she's like, literally whom? Yeah. Who would I get ever? And she's also so condoms because it's 2007 and like right. every circuit was using condoms then. And she's like, I've only had sex with seven people and we use condoms all of them. And then the next day it was like a story just like, Amanda, fuck seven men in Italy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gives them all an HIV. <laughs> and then it was like months later, they're like, oh yeah, we like did a test and you actually don't have HIV. One of her, like, wise, like, crazy friends at the prison, like, did tip her off to be, like, they could just be faking things to, like, so you, like, say weird stuff. But obviously you're going to freak out if... They tell you of HIV. Yeah. So... No, it's insanity. And then, okay, also, they arrest her after, like, a couple days where they're, like, putting together this completely fake case. Also, let's say, so the murder was... We still don't know, actually, who committed it. That's not true. There's someone in jail for it now. Yeah, Rudy, good day. But I, yeah. but we don't, I mean, I mean like, we don't know. Right. There is. I, I'm not so inclined to trust the Italian. To think it was Rudy Police good process after this. And Rudy has suggested maybe there was another person yes. there. Like, I could see it. Obviously, Rudy was involved. Um, so, but there definitely, I think, was another person. And we don't know. And it's kind of like. And we'll never know. He took know. the fall. Yeah. But but Rudy's DNA is all over the thing. And this is what, during the trial, they have a speed trial for Rudy. So Rudy is like this West African immigrant from Ivory Coast. And they're just have, they have this very quick trial for their him. And they're like, oh, no, he definitely did it. But then we're still going to do Amanda and do Raphael. Amanda and Raphael because like we're sticking to our insane like they rape. They just loved the, the sexual, rape sex story so much. Crazy murder story. And even they basically. 
yeah. DNA is like nowhere and it's only there because of contamination. God, they were like, no, Rudy did it, but Amanda was the one holding the knife and she's like a sinful whore who like did this game. It's so crazy that you can just have a separate quick little trial for someone and then be like, They're like, okay. well, that was the classic like murderer, yeah. but like we actually have a really good story going. <laughs> yeah, back to the story <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Everyone like, loves it. And they're so. like sticking to the story for so long. Also, okay, but back to the things that the police did wrong of the contamination. Obviously, the HIV was really rude. <laughs> um, when the that woman hits her. Oh, that's insane. And they're, she literally, like all of these like Italian investigators are yelling at her to just like confess to this murder. And one point, one of the women just literally smacks just, her in the back of the head. And it's just like, just that as they throw that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. And so that's when she f- she says that she thinks in the, the owner of Le Chic did it. Right. So, and blames it on Patrick. Yeah. The owner of Le Chic. Who's also African, but he's right. like Moroccan or Algerian. No, I think he is. Also West Africa. African. No, I know he's at Boa's team where. Oh, Morocco's where? in Africa. I knew that. <laughs> I actually knew that. Well, because I've seen a photo of him, and I think, and I've read about. I feel like I want to say, like, you know, well, fact check that because I'm not going to say anything because I'm not like the Italian police, and I'm not going <laughs> to guess gonna a country. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, was Amanda Knox carrying a little there when she was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of blame it on the black club owner who I do think is well, a little bit but sketchy. They had, they had brought him up though because they had they were bringing up her text yes. with him. She had she texted was like, this him. Will be easy. She had texted him being like. Oh, like, I'm not going to. He was like, you don't need to come into the bar. And then she was like, okay, see you later. They're like, why did you say see you later? You were planning oh, to meet right. up to commit the murder. Because that was, was like, the also insane Italian thing. Because yeah. she was like, see you later. The translation was like. An American is see you later. Means and, like goodbye. But in th- Italy, it's like a promise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a promise to see someone. Why would you meet up with him? And so, as you've seen in many crime shows. The police can just twist your words yeah. and you're in a crazy fog yeah. that you just say something. And then this was so funny at the end of the book. They describe her like Amalie, her favorite movie. I'm sorry. The Amelie of Seattle? The Amelie of Seattle. That Get that the, tat- no. tattooed on my back. That was the best light ever. That that actually was like the winning defense when they finally appeal the case to the Supreme Court of Italy. Her lawyers are like... She's actually the Amelie of Seattle, so she's really quirky. <laughs> really quirky and, like, loves to dance at random. And, like, yeah, if you said something to her, she might get so confused that she would, like, make up a totally weird story. Make up a weird story about this club. A fantastical, doing a fantastical weird fantastical story. story. And that's why she's like, doesn't seem like she's acting in the proper way for, like, the roommate of a murdered British right. girl. And they're like, would Amelie, they literally are just like, would Amelie murder? No. I rest my case. <laughs> no, it's like if they'd said that at the beginning, they would be like, oh, I guess that's true. When Amelie would not murder. The beginning of the book, like, Amanda lets you know because she knows that's what got her off. But she, like, says in the book multiple times how Amelie is her favorite movie. Well, it's crazy that she still has a positive connotation with it because they watched it the night that Meredith was murdered. But then it's what got her off at the same time. Right. It's, so, the way this movie is so pivotal in her life yeah. is kind of insane. I mean, but at that time, do you remember how huge Amelie no, uh, was? No. Um, Amelie was like running the, like, world. the world. Who runs the world? Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of a great Kate Berlant quote, I believe mm. it is, when she said, people loved Amelie because she didn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and Amanda spoke. And Amanda spoke too, too much. much. And if they if they just could have like portrayed her as like no 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 she is like the quiet meek like cute co- coquettish like silent girl she'll be quiet she'll be quiet you know right but we need girls to be quiet you know I think I heard I could be mixing this up but I heard once from a friend who went to Italy and um, they said they didn't hook up. And a friend. It wasn't me. It <laughs> wasn't me. And a friend told them the reason why they didn't is because, like, they weren't being, like, docile and, like, they were being too loud, American girl. But, like, I thought Italian mm, guys that sounds did. Sounds like an excuse. Sounds like your friend wasn't. I'm just saying, I thought Italian guys egging. like girls to they be do, mama they mia. They do like girls to be mama mia. They like, honey, Italian men like anything that well, moves. Well, it's like that, heart, that meme account I follow, hardcore Italians, like, Every meme is just so like a photo of a spiked teal, and it's just being like, "Don't make an Italian woman angry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no Italian women are sassy. Italian men love sassy American women. They love coquettish American women. They love sassy Brits. They love but it all. I think They're horn dogs. Amanda, she's the mix. She like is a sassy American, but she's also just like a nerdy. I mean, sassy she's American. Too dorky for most people. I just saw in my notes this style that she had when she was describing her style in like high school as hiking boots with dresses. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that and what is she <laughs> yeah, wear, but that wear, defines but her personality. Like she said it. Right. Can we talk about her cellmates? Yeah, let's talk about her cellmates. So. Her first cellmate, what's her name? Lupa? Goofa. Goofa. (laughs) Who was like really like butch, right? Or like bald? She was just like old and had scabs that she was picking at a lot. And she (laughs) sounded really creepy. She sounded like Gollum. But then she (laughs) was always just being like, but ultimately like I did think that she kind of like wanted to care about me in the same way that like a cat who likes you will bring you a dead mouse. (laughs) Right. Because (laughs) she's like, is it completely insane and is like. You know, clearly, probably mentally ill. Yeah. Um, but like, would do weird favors for Amanda, and know that like a cat bring you a dead mouse. But then she does refer. Fuck, what is and, it? She does refer to some lesbian prison mates. Uh, yeah, we were getting there. Okay. okay. Oh, do you want to read read the part? I oh, sorry, I got too. I'm being too horny, nerdy American girl. Now I was moving in with Sarah, so this is like she's already had like a bunch of other cellmates. Goofa's long gone. <laughs> Goofa is gone. Young, with the tall, lean looks of a model, she worked as a portavito, delivering meals from a rolling cart. So she was like waitress made in the prison. Um, she was also in my weekly guitar class, another prison rehabilitation activity, like movie time. Amanda's so big, huge acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huge. And as always, like playing the Beatles, go on. <laughs> Sarah had managed to make her cell homey, clean, and organized. There were bright colored sheets on the beds, postcards taped to the walls, and a colorful curtain tied to the bars of the window. So she's being so like a YouTuber, like clean aesthetic, but like also a succulent girl. We had a heart to heart talk while I unpacked. She was sitting cross legged on the bed, closest to the window. I should probably tell you right off, I'm bisexual, she said. That's cool, I replied. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm definitely live and let live. (laughs) You're not my type anyway, she said. I thought you might be gay when you asked to live with me, but I decided you weren't. She hesitated. You know, your former settlement said you're spoiled. And so then, so A, she has a bisexual movement. And then, Then, drum roll, please. The kiss. The kiss. Okay, I'll get to the kiss. One morning when I was walking into the bathroom to put something away, I bumped into Sarah. And she kissed me on the lips. I just stood there staring at her, too surprised to know what to say. Your face is telling me that was not okay, she said quickly. I'm really sorry. 
She never made physical advances after that, but she did once ask if I was curious what it was like to have sex with a woman like her. My stock answer, an emphatic no. Made her feel bad. It's like, obviously, Sarah's trying to hit. I screamed. I absolutely screamed. When this happened. Is this also so her not being a murderer? It's like your entire, like, four years in Italian prison and you only got kissed by accident once by a woman? Right. Like, if she was a murderer, she would be fucking. Yeah. Well, because famously bisexuals are murderers. Yeah, no. (laughs) Sarah, on the other hand, did commit the crime. Because she was confused of killing her boyfriend. Although, maybe not, but probably. Okay, other things that are insane about the Italian justice system, how they take a two-month vacation for okay, summer and she, and break. She, and like she goes, she's like, you're kidding, right? And the guy goes, I need to have a longer vacation with my daughter. Yeah. And she <laughs> goes, your daughter? I haven't seen my mom in months. <laughs> it's wild how her parents, I mean, yeah, they like moved to Perugia. Her step-parents do. They, her like, friend does. Also yeah, Madison. Just Madison like does. Um, Would you move? To Marseille, if I was in a prison, convicted of a murder. Yes. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Yeah, I would absolutely, and I would like be so because I want to be so. Um, huge table, takeout, tons of papers. Yes, binders, binders, papers. and everyone's like, "Hold on, wait a second. Here, <laughs> here's an email from Stephen asking to return an item this time match it doesn't match up with what the prosecution is saying testimony said it doesn't match (laughs) i think we found it i think we found our hole okay i just don't think that her lawyers were good and i'm kind of shocked that she's still so in love with them and i feel like it is stockholm center because at the very end of the acknowledgement she's still just like thank you luca like guagadino like you That's guys. the director of, um, <laughs> of uh, what okay. do you call it? Their names are, wait, <laughs> yeah. what is it? It's close. Luciano and okay. <laughs> Carlo. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you, Luca Gagadino. The end when she's freed and her mom hands her her Blackberry and she can't figure it out. And the mom is like, <laughs> touch screen. And she's like, I didn't know. How to use a BlackBerry. Okay, like someone gives her an iPhone. She's <laughs> yeah. like, I've never seen an iPhone before. What a crazy time to go into jail, like right at the launch of the iPhone. Literally, you don't even know how to BB it. Like she it's like I think like she knew what a Blackberry was, but like hadn't like had used like a newer Blackberry. And when they asked her, this is what she missed most from the real life. Do you remember? Mm, her friends, what did you say? Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> she also gets so patriotic and starts I mean I guess whatever if you're in prison you go crazy she starts like singing the Spar Spangled banner every morning with like this like Peruvian expat yeah I mean she <laughs> needs stuff to do because well, at first she's just singing Beatles songs because she's right, so she's like being big I've, guitar I've Beatles. heard of the Beatles and then she like does in Cat Power and she's like yeah I'm Indy <laughs> I love Amelie and Cat Power Celebrity Book Club And now, a clip from this week's VIP lounge. Highlight of the night was this girl comes up and we all assume she's like the manager of the restaurant and is talking to us and then comes back later and she just goes, do you guys think I work here? And we're all like, yeah. And she goes, I don't. I'm just really friendly. (laughs) (laughs) And then goes, wait, why are you guys like all wearing like Irish hats? And everyone's like, oh, she's getting married in Ireland. And she goes... Wow, that's so awesome. I'm adopted. <laughs> so go over to patreon.com slash cbcthepod and subscribe and hear the whole thing on Friday. 
segmentes. How does she live? What does she wear? Uh, what does she eat? Oh. No, what does she eat? A sushi. Sushi. She loves the sushi and she's a trying cappuccinos. Oh, would you, prison, her prison cappuccinos? This is so Italian prison. She's like, <laughs> in prison, we would do cappuccinos by taking coffee and milk and shaking it really hard, but never really worked. And it's like... Okay, it's still crazy that they're doing shaken espresso <laughs> in Italian prison. You're like, you don't have to, like, fake a cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like she is so brown rice and, like, Seattle and Whole Foods. And... So, yeah, she loves sushi. She's brown rice sushi. She's going to Whole Foods. She's grabbing Whole Foods sushi. I mean, she was making the most just, like, normal me meal, just, like, Tomatoes went the night. She keeps talking about how the murder, like what they the, think is the murder weapon, was, which is just a knife they found in Raphael's apartment. Right. The fish, I was surprised by the college fish, but she, it's like they are in Italy. And she's like, me and Raph, when there's a point in the book when she says repeatedly over and over to the police what she said they did that night, she goes, we made fish. We smoked a joint. We watched Harry Potter. We had sex. They watched we, Amelie. Oh, sorry. Amelie. <laughs> I thought it was Harry Potter. No, they were reading, hey, reading Harry, Potter Harry Potter in German. <laughs> it's, okay. It's reading crazy. Harry Potter in German, watching Amelie. And then she repeats it again. <laughs> we smoked a joint. We had, And they were like, how do you not know if you had dinner or like had sex first? And she keeps me like, maybe we did have sex before we made this random fish and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's she's so bootable. It's, you know, to get into Buddha stuff. You know, what makes me feel so sad about this whole thing is that it actually just like kind of ruined her lust for Europe and for Italy. It's like that's like one of the most painful losses of all, even more than her good friend Meredith. It's yeah. just like now she can't be like so in love with having an espresso in the morning. No, because it's like as a young UW student, yeah, she was so excited to go to the chic and go to the cafe and have espressos and go to a football game. And now she has to just be so... I mean, she's probably more just like tea now. I mean, she also... Starbucks, though. She lives in Seattle. It's coffee. Central. Mm, it's so corporate, though. She's pretty I, mean, I think she goes to other roasteries. I'm just saying the city of Seattle. I uh, know. It's, it's a coffee town. No, I get it's it. A, okay. It's a job of job. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think it is so like... I was wrongfully imprisoned for four years to be like tea. But she was so grateful for the cappuccino post. Okay, you're right. All right, I'm pushing tea. Okay. I, need, I, I need to reel it no, in. <laughs> no doubt. There's fuck ton of tea in her house. There's okay, tea, the tea and coffee Huge, is a whole. There's a, there's a, she's like, she's like, Loose oh, leaf, yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, I have this amazing Darjeeling. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a lot of options. <laughs> okay. Um, she's still very mornings. That's one thing she didn't, because like prison is so 7.30 a.m. wake up call. Yeah, like, I don't see her staying out late because I think even like, she describes those kind of like really sad night and it's how like how they get her a lot is because like the murder happens around Halloween and like she calls Mer she doesn't really have like so much to do on Halloween. Oh yeah. And then wait and <laughs> Meredith goes to that amazing dinner party. Yes. Okay, wait, that part <laughs> is so Sorry. funny. You're Cause, Meredith. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, am I Meredith? Wait, can I just pull this part yeah. up really quickly? Because it's like, Amanda's just being so bored and she like goes home early. She's like, I don't know, everyone's drunk and like being so boisterous that it makes me uncomfortable. And then they're they're kind of like going over last night in the in the kitchen, just like day before Meredith's about to get brutally murdered. <laughs> what did you end up doing last night? I asked. Meredith goes, 
I went to a dinner party. It was amazing. They filled a surgical glove with water and froze it to make an ice hand. It looked cool floating in the punch bowl. Then we all went dancing at Merlin's, Meredith's favorite pub. <laughs> and it's so British girl to like not really be doing anything oh, so wait, Italian. Wait, I she was British. Um, yeah, to be so like, it was it, epic. Like, we had, it, was like, an, it looked so glove. cool looking floating in the punch bowl. <laughs> then we all went dancing at Merlin's. <laughs> okay, wait, how does she live? How does she live i mean i think she's still like dorm style graduated i want to say like she's a little like hippie this i feel like her style is a little bit like my sister in this way like i feel like she is tapestry Mm, yeah yeah. no i was getting major your sister vibes from a lot of shout out to your sister just like studying abroad and also just being so like soccer femme like (laughs) scoop neck Like that, this she's literally wearing like this little cardigan on the cover. That she's always wearing like a light gray little like cardigan or sweater over like a purple or dark yes. green scoop neck. And in the same way, my sister, I feel like, only has like really slutty outfits or just like yoga pants and like a gray knit cardigan hoodie. Yeah, it's just like, it's like really... bodycon or like full floor length Tibetan skirt. Yeah, spent skirt and like and just like w- w- like w- random wicker table and <laughs> and I think she has like an old cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god, she defines old cat. cat. And like I think the TV is on. Yeah. Like mittens has a degenerative <laughs> eye condition for sure. Um. Also, again, I keep on going back to maroon. I think it is kind of like a pretty deep, comfortable maroon couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just some Indian accents, really good espresso cups. Um, she is married now and has a kid. So, And it, she said she wanted when she, she wrote a little letter to herself right before the verdict came down in the appeal. And it was what she'll do if she gets out of jail. And it was like, go to UW, like... Take a creative writing class. Like, like get married. Get become, married. M- become kids, a mom. Become a mom. Then she's like, if I can't do that, she was like obsessed with just still being UW. She was like, and if not, I'll do like oh, if remote was, if UW class, classes. Yeah, if I stay in prison for the next 25 years, I do want to do remote UWs. <laughs> go Washington, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like go Bobcats or something. It's like, okay, random. <laughs> Give it up, bitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, who are you in the Who book? Who are the book? Well, I guess so I'm now. So now you like, think I'm actually married. I thought I'm the one getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, now I think you're married, but you're also like a little of Raphael in this, just like Sailor Moon. I'm not that Sailor Moon. You're. You, I, I'm more in Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, I get it. You're Dragon Ball Z. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so you're. I mean, yeah, you're Meredith, a little bit Amanda, but like more Meredith because you're like British and study abroad. Yeah, I do think I'm more British than honestly. I'm more British than Seattle as an ethnicity, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's like you're a little more like oh, instantly made twelve friends, and like like oh yeah, no, like I will go to like the Piazza grocery store with my roommate, but like not inviting her maybe to this thirteen. Like person. I'm definitely sleeping with random guys that I'm meeting, but it's not the guy at the coffee shop. Like I don't need yeah, because Amanda you know what I meets mean? Raphael at a classical concert. Yeah. Um. Am I? Rachel, the lesbian prisoner, or am I more like... Sira, the bisexual cellmate. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever thought of... (laughs) 
I don't know. That girl is Olivia Wilde. <laughs> no, to she me. is so like, like too sexy in Olivia <laughs> Wilde. <laughs> that girl's definitely played by Olivia Wilde. Also, they need to make a better movie of this because the yes, Hayden Panettiere Lifetime movie is just like such. We a, need a new. We need an actual yeah. movie that's like good. Yeah, like an update. And I, I, I need think Sofia Coppola to make it. Who I saw this weekend? Oh my god, VIP lounge. VIP lounge. Wait, I need to hear that story. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking. <laughs> Shaking. Um, are you more the evil, like, prosecutor? Italian. I was, like, Italian prosecutor who's, like, not using gloves. And I feel like I'm, like... You're definitely so messy at a crime scene. <laughs> no, no. And I'm just, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it will basically be the same. Like, you won't really be able to sell my handprints. And I'm, like, not having the gloves. And I'm, like, who You're cares? You're getting your own bloody paw prints, like, all over the bed. <laughs> Okay, I loved this book. Yeah, I give um, it four and a half stab wounds out of five. I, f- I give it 4.6 torrented Amelie's I, on Adele. I don't think she's the most amazing writer, but she's, she's actually not that bad of a writer either. It's like... No. And she's pretty, like, thorough with her, like, you know, turning the mirror on herself. Well, that's what's cool about it is, like, all the details, every detail that she's giving to you is because it's she's waiting to be heard yeah (laughs) basically it's like all of them are little clues to the case like there's a reason she's saying she's describing each guy she hooked up with she builds an amazing case she is her best she's her own lawyer she's her best lawyer so and i'm like what she went through and she and she also doesn't make it a little too like sob for me no 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 she's not self-pitying and she's and she's only like and when she is it's very clear that that's like coming from her own like emotionally insecure place like she's saying like oh i felt like so stupid that i was so naive kind of thing you know and it's like you feel that in the moment but it's not her trying to like be like can you believe how how tough it is for me a for poor me american girl i in like prison from in seattle Italy. you can't believe like i had to do this like yeah. she's kind of like yeah this was my crazy cellmate and yeah. then like i kissed in the bathroom and and it makes it a lot more affecting um it really does so i would say well you know, done amanda good job i'm glad i heard you yes <laughs> you, uh, yes <laughs> amanda you have been, been heard, heard. <laughs> Heard. Heard. Okay, club kids. Well, be careful in be Italy. Be careful and like, don't be naive and <laughs> Just don't don't trust the Italian flyers. police. Yeah, don't don't become an Italian policeman. Okay, best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, well, maybe they could change the system from the inside or whatever. Yes. Okay. That I'm just to, seems that's like what I'm doing. I, just, I don't know if that's gonna happen. But just be aware when you're going abroad. Yeah, be super aware, super safe, and grab a buddy. <laughs> but maybe a few. Maybe Make sure more there's than witnesses. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Witness up. All right. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prolagini Progetto. The show is producto by Benjamino Fritsche with a rhetorical support from Leon and the Fucky. Andrew Parsoni, Arlina Ravallo, and Madalino Caplani. A production manager is Parcia Valin. Our internia is no more. He is caputo. We got a rid of him. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Oster is so sexual and American. I think he committed a murder for fun. Artwork by Teddy Blanks, the Cheeps and Noir. He is so sexy with his little pen and paper, and he make an art that is 
so emotive and affecting for the people they look at it and they say oh my god I want to participate in this event follow us on twitter and instagram at cbcthepod subscribe on your favorite podcast app like apple or spotify Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your f- uh, friends about us. Friendship is so important. And when you gather on the piazza for your vino and your cappuccino and your cartaldo and your cappuccini with your friends, you have to talk about something. Why don't you say, hey, you should listen to Celebrity Book Club. It's such a good podcast. It's so fun. You're good. It's good to change your life. So just uh, put it on, right? You should tell your friends. And you should also leave a review because none of you leave our reviews anymore. And every week I go and I check and I cry and the tears come out of my because I see no new reviews. Uh, do you not love us? Do we not give you enough for free? For free, we give you our life, we give you our hearts, and you give us nothing in return. So write a review. Go to Apple, go to iTunes and write your review, please. We are begging you, it's not that hard. You just write a little thing and you say five stars. You say, Motto, 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 bene, bellissima. Thank you, Steven and Lily, for creating this thing that I love so much. It's not that hard, just do it, just do it, just do it. Oh, and also subscribe to the VIP Lounge because it's so, so, so sexual and amazing. And we have so much free Campari spritzes in the VIP Lounge. You want to join us there? So go to patreon.com slash cbc.pod and subscribe. Uh, ciao. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.